Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Friday, May 6, 2022. Our bit today comes from Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13, which says, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And a joyful shout of TGIF, thank God it's Friday, rises up all over the land. And although it's a cloudy Friday morning, just the thought that the work week is on its last slippery legs brings joy to the populace. Oh, friends, how we look forward to our weekends so we can rest, party, and be rejuvenated to go back out and do the same dreary, painstaking work the following week? And do we ever need a break from the drudgery of work? Yes, from the same old, same old at the end of the five days? And Cousin Saul puts it so nicely in his role as the preacher in Ecclesiastes, when he says, Vanity of vanities, or futility of futilities, Said the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity or futility. What profit hath a man of or from all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. And that's no lie, friends. While mankind comes and goes with a few changes, the earth goes on unchanged and undisturbed. And that passage there comes from Ecclesiastes 1, 2-4. Meanwhile, according to the scholars, the implied answer to the rhetorical question in verse 3 is that there is no profit for man in his work. This supports the idea that vanity refers to a lack of profit, value, or worth. And under the sun is used 29 times in the book and denotes the sphere of Solomon's observations. Please note, too, that vanity or futility is never predicated of God, God's work, God's revelation, or man as man. Then, after commenting on the sameness of the sun, the winds, the rivers and seas through all generations, which you can find in verses 5 to 7, Cousin Saul continues, All things are full of labor or wearisome. Man cannot utter or express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the air filled with hearing. The thing that had been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. And that's taken from Ecclesiastes 1, 8-9. And when we look at it from a worldly point of view, it's the gospel truth. Nothing is really new, for from the beginning to the end, life is just a revolving cycle. Then he asks, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? It had been already of old or ancient time, which was before us. 
There is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. And that comes from Ecclesiastes 1, 10 to 11. And we can't really argue much with those statements. For as the scholars explain, the ceaseless cycles of nature illustrate the futility of life. The amazing thing is that the earth goes on, but man, the height of God's creation, passes into eternity with no remembrance. Now, we all know that Cousin Saul undertook a study to find out what's, what life's all about and if it's worth living at all. And throughout history, there's never been anyone better qualified to undertake such a study. As he says, I communed with mine own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to, I am come to great estate or greatness, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, or I understood great wisdom, and I gave or set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit or a grasping of the wind, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. And that's taken from Ecclesiastes 1, 16 to 18. Then in chapter 2, Cousin Saul, as the scholars outlined, pursued fulfillment through pleasure, wine, great works, wealth, aesthetic and artistic pleasures, and fame. But all of these failed to bring lasting satisfaction to the wisest man of all time. Yet people 3,000 years later are still trying them in search of enduring fulfillment. Oh my Lord. And when we consider the awesome truth in that last statement, it brings forth a sad sigh because we are still running behind the lusts and pleasures of the flesh that hold no lasting good. And as per wisdom and folly, Cousin Saul found that wisdom was better than folly, as far as light excelled darkness, and that comes from Ecclesiastes 2.13. However, the same thing, death, happens to the wise as to the fool. So why be wiser? That too was vanity. That's futile or worthless. However, though, wisdom is still the most attractive virtue since it brings inner peace. And he describes it as a man's wisdom maketh his face to shine and the boldness or sternness of his face shall be changed. And you can find that in Ecclesiastes 8.1. There is also joy in labor, because it is from the hand of God. For although we brought nothing into the world and take nothing with us, behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely or fitting for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor that he taketh under the sun or in which he toils all the days of his life. 
which God giveth him, for it is his portion or heritage. And that's taken from Ecclesiastes 5.18. However, since we don't have the time nor space to list all of Cousin Saul's findings in his search for purpose in life, we'll go straight to his conclusion. He puts it thus, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment, and with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And that comes from Ecclesiastes 12, 13 to 14. So, despite the many problems and difficulties we might face in living this earthly life, we must remember that our first duty is always to reverence and worship our great God and be obedient to his holy will. That's why we've been created and placed on this earth, for a true and sincere relationship with the God of our creation. And to uphold that relationship between us, he instituted the communication called prayer. Therefore, in wisdom and honor, let's go to him right now, now through the medium of prayer, raising our Friday chant to heaven, acknowledging our problems, and asking for divine help. As one strong voice, Oh Lord, thanks for getting me safely through this past week. You know it's been rough. What with all the anxiety, the confusion and havoc that the COVID-19 virus and our many other problems are causing. We can't seem to fix it on our own, Lord. That means we desperately need your help. Oh, Heavenly Father, with your omnipotent help and our trusting faith, we know that we can stand strong and steadfast and defeat both the virus and the unrest in our streets. So, Lord, we sincerely ask you today to give the governments and those involved in the forefront of this serious and unexpected storm the wise guidance to handle the situation properly with the least amount of loss to life and property as possible. And please help those of us who must go to work amidst all the confusion to be responsible and to stay safe and avoid any more serious setbacks. And Lord, we fervently pray that you'll use this situation to bring a lot of backsliders back to your fold, show them the error of their ways, and please introduce a whole new flock who will embrace your love and compassion by the example that we, your faithful believers, set. Yes, Lord, please use this pandemic and the unrest in the streets as a means of restoring faith in you so that our sinful world can wake up and smell the coffee, wake up and smell it sweet and strong, Lord. And we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And if we truly want positive answers to our prayers, then we must show that we are indeed faithful believers and then set a good example as we have promised. Much love.
And the postscript for today says, Life might be rough, but our God is good and his promises are sure. And that's the indisputable truth, my people. Our God is good and his promises are sure. He's never broken one yet and will fulfill them all. So please, let's get out there and do the right thing, which we say every day is living for Jesus. You can't beat that no way, no how. And we pray that we'll all do that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Friday, my people. Much love.